office mates welcome to a new episode of the wildcat offense brought to you by myself wes ibarra and offsea sport um, of course as i mentioned last week we are now testing a new format so today once again we'll be recapping the game from our cats against the nebraska cornhuskers almost said northwestern twice there but yeah you know before i get into it i want to thank everyone for the support for the follows the likes the reviews everything um it means a lot it keeps me going keeps me inspired to find ways to further develop this podcast as well as how i can improve providing content covering not just the wildcats but also other potential sports avenues to you all my fellow office mates um once again feel free to share the podcast with friends, family, anyone who'd be willing to chime into the office sports talk. Once again, that's Offsea Sport, a play on office. That's O F F C I E S P O R T. I can be found on most podcast avenues and on YouTube and Instagram, spelled the same way. One more time, that's O F F C I E S P O R T. Now let's get into the game. If I may be frank, that game was total horseshit with capital letters. Capital H-O-R-S-E-S-H-I-T. Horseshit. The final score was 17-9 in favor of the Cornhuskers. So good job on the Cornhuskers for pulling out the win. However, it wasn't necessarily a fun game to watch. I mean, I did say on the preview episode on a Friday. If you haven't listened to that, feel free to go ahead and look into that and uh, compare my prediction to what actually happened and um, what we'll talk about today. But I expected, of course, a defensive matchup. However, I wanted Northwestern to capitalize on all three phases of the game, offense, defense, special teams. And Northwestern only seemed to have two of those ready to go. Right, so it's kind of awesome in a way to only give up 17 points to the Corn Huskers, but it's pretty crappy when you can only score nine in return. Um, on the surface, you might think that, and just by looking at the box score, you might think that, oh man, Northwestern was allergic to the end zone all game. In a way, you are right. All their points were scored on field goal. So if you're Olsen, you had a really good day because you went. Three for four, which of course you want to go four for four, but three for four, you gained the team nine points, and for the most part, you kept it a one possession game for the team. But like I mentioned last week, in order for the Cats to actually win that game, and that was a must win game if they want to be anywhere close to being bowl eligible, they had to have a solid run game. And a solid passing game and they had enough weapons to do it whether it was going to be brendan sullivan or ben bryant at qb1 of course when you have um johnson kurtz henning and company and of course you have porter and tyus running the ball they had enough talent to go out there and win the game however it just seemed like either they're not reaching the end zone or they're playing backwards it seemed like there was a lot of instances where they couldn't string consistent first downs and a lot of third and medium, third and long 
thus putting Brendan Sullivan in a no good position. Um, and when you do that, when you do that offensively, you put your, um, sorry, when you have yourself in a position where you're consistently needing double digits to gain for that first down, it's not going to be a good day for you. And of course, it's not like Nebraska did anything impressive, right? They were the ones that did score the touchdowns. However, offensive play on their end wasn't that great either. I mean, if we're going to be honest here, if you love defenses, you love good coverage, you love getting to the quarterback, you like making stops, this was the game for you because both defenses seemed to be on their A game or the offense seemed to be making errors in defense's favor. But if you're a fan of big passes, quality first downs, hard runs, quarterback play, this wasn't it because it was shit on in my opinion on all of those facets yes i said it and this is an explicit podcast so i i can curse if i want to but man if there was a game like i just said if there was a game that northwestern needed to win it was this one so because of all of that the cats fall to three and four while the huskers improve to four and three Two and two in conference play for the Huskers, one and three in conference play for the Cats. So that that only doesn't help our overall, but also just helps or hurts our uh, Big Ten record as well. So let's break into it numbers wise. Um, so NU actually scored first uh, thanks to a first position interception from the defense, led to a a bit of a I guess. Momentum shift for our offense, but again, they just seemed to not find the end zone, which led to at the 718 mark a 45 yard field goal from Olsen. Not much later, at the 311 mark in the first, Tristan Alvano hit a 47 yard to knock things up at three. 548 in the second, Jack Olsen hit a 37 yarder to put the Cats back on top, six to three. Now, this is where Nebraska found Paydirt, Heinrich Harburg with a three-yard run, putting the Huskers up 10-6. And here's the big play, 14-03 in the fourth. So, no scoring in the third. So, that just goes to show how much offense was in this game and what kind of day it was for both teams, both offenses and both defenses. Um, but Harburg hit Malachi Coleman for a 44-yard pass putting up the Huskers 17-6. And the last thing of scoring for the Cats was at the 11:09 mark, Olsen hitting a 25-yard field goal, making it 17-9. Now, I will note that it seemed like the Cats had a chance running pretty much their version of a two-minute drill near the end of the game to perhaps get them in a position to tie the game up, assuming they were going to go for two, in which... They most likely would and convert, but Brendan Sullivan gets sacked on what I believe was fourth and 16, thus putting the final nail in the coffin. Good on Nebraska to not try and capitalize because the sack took place in Northwestern territory, but oh my goodness. If only that drive could have stayed alive, we would have had ourselves a game. But it is what it is. Nebraska wins 17-9, and... Man, that, that was just a tough day 
at the office for the cats. Wasn't fun. Wasn't fun to watch. Wasn't fun to soak in. Especially with this being a Northwestern podcast. Ah, man. But again, at this point, you just got to move on to next week. I will say, though, that the game had a lot of parity on it. First downs were very close, 14 to 12 in favor of Nebraska. Nebraska did have the edge rushing with 163 to 81. Northwestern won the passing battle, 176 to 85, despite not having any passing touchdowns. Um, yards on offense, very similar with Northwestern getting the edge, 257 to 248. Um, and time of possession, 30 52, 29 08 in favor of the Cats. So, very paritable uh, game. And Again, these two teams are more or less equal on paper, so you would expect that. And kind of like I said, uh, going into the preview game, there was going to be probably some form of that, uh, whether it was going to be a, a shootout or a defense struggle. Of course, I lean on the side of defense struggle, and turns out I was right. But, of course, uh, the Cats' offense, unfortunately, didn't... Uh, get their stuff done, made to order. Individual offensive stats, uh, Brendan Sullivan went 12 for 23, 176 yards with one interception. Lausch saw some action as well, but getting sacked once. Leading rusher was Anthony Tyus III with 63 yards on the day. Uh, Bryce Kurtz, three receptions, 96 yards. A.J. Henning, three receptions, 40 yards. As for Nebraska, Heinrich Harburg, 8 for 17, 85 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. So nothing to write home about, again, from quarterback play. But Harburg has the one thing that Sullivan did not have, which was a touchdown. And, of course, that pretty much was the separator for the game. Um, Emmett Johnson was the leading rusher for Nebraska, 73 yards on 12 touches. Heinrich Harburg had a day on... Um, rushing as well 72 yards with the one rushing touchdown and leading uh, receiver malachi coleman one reception 44 yards for the touchdown so what way to have a game than having one attempt go big and it's a score like really like that's amazing but then everything else was nothing home to write about again fidone three for 18 alex bullock one and 15 so again not much offense there Individual defense leaders, Xander Mueller and Bryce Gallagher with nine tackles. Gallagher having a TFL and a uh, forced fumble with Nebraska. Nash Hutmacher or Hutmacher and Isaac Gifford. And Prince Will Uman Mullane with seven tackles apiece. Luke Reimer and Jamari Butler with six. So, again... Defense was the premium here for this game. And I'll say again, back to the ranting part of this uh, show, that's not good. That really isn't good. It seemed like the Cats, for the most part, weren't moving forward, nor were they taking advantage of any mistakes that Harburg and Nebraska's offense were making. I mean, if you're going to intercept the guy twice. Now, I did mention that Brendan Sullivan had an interception himself, but that was on a Hail Mary at the end of the half. But if you're going to...
force the opposing quarterback to make two mistakes and two mistakes that give you excellent field position, how are you not going to find the end zone? Especially when you have the weapons to do it. It's going to be very hard to um, get three more wins when the opponents are Maryland, Iowa, uh, Wisconsin, and Illinois, if you're going to keep playing like that. Like, that's, that's not going to be, that's not good football. And I understand, again, everyone doesn't expect much out of this team, but at the same time, they've shown areas where they've surprised not only themselves, but also the fan base that perhaps they could make some surprises for the year. It's, I don't know. It's a it's an up and down roller coaster with this team. And it just sucked to put expectations on this game. And this was probably gonna be the most winnable game out of the next four. Maybe Illinois and Purdue. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. Purdue. But uh, you know, this one I think you had to win no matter what. And sure, you can tell me, Wes, this was on the road. This was against a bigger crowd this is against this and that so what when you have a winnable game you have to go out and execute and like i said they needed to have a complete game in order to have a shot and unfortunately 75 percent complete if you will wasn't going to get it done in this game like nine points nine points how are you going to score 23 against Howard, and more than 20 points against Minnesota, a team that's better than both of them at this point in the year, and only scored nine against Nebraska. Nine points. I mean, uh, and you, you're not going to win scoring nine points against Maryland, Iowa, Purdue, Wisconsin, or even Illinois, you know? So hopefully going into this weekend, uh, the team can learn, make the adjustments, because this this next mission for next week is going to be no joke, um, especially when the other quarterback's name is Tagovailoa. So it, it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting um, if we're going to get a good Northwestern team this weekend or one that's similar to this, but. As I always say, if there's going to be any positivity out of this, it, this was a learning experience for Coach Braun and the team as a whole, right? Because these experiences will help them become a better team moving forward. That's all I got for this week, folks. Um, it was a dis another disappointing loss, and I'm obviously not happy. And if you are happy with, with this performance, you're crazy, honestly. And... You know, if you love this this school, love this team, you you would be disappointed too. I mean, I get it. I get it. everyone wants to poke fun at the program, but no, this program does have potential in it. And you gotta you gotta win games. You gotta win games that you know that you have a shot at winning. Later this week, um, on Friday, I will preview the upcoming game against Maryland, uh, kind of like I mentioned seconds ago. The other quarterback 
that they'll be facing is Atagovailoa. And of course, Talia Atagovailoa is one of the upper known quarterbacks in college football today. So that's going to be a tall task. But until then, thank you for listening. All the support, all the ratings, all the reviews means so much to me. It means so much to the project. Feel free to push this podcast onto friends, family, anyone that's willing to join the sports conversation with me. That's O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. All podcast platforms, YouTube and Instagram. And you know what? Give me your opinions too. Am I crazy for uh, talking this way against the cats? Or am I right? But until then, see you later this week. And go cats. Thank <laughs> you.